Famed fund manager Mark Mobius says that Bitcoin is going to $10,000. But of course, everybody has their prediction for where the bottom will be. Phil Phil recently put out his prediction that the bottom could come at 6,500, while Rich Dad, Poor Dad, author Robert, Robert Kiyosaki says 10,000 or 12,000. I think we all know that uh, opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one, but we are going to review where we think the bottom might come and whether it is already in, accounting for all of these uh, positions and opinions, as well as, of course, for the chart. You guys don't want to miss it. It's been about uh, 10, 11 days since you saw me last, maybe even longer, 12 days. So hope you all are ready. Let's go. Let's go. What is up, everybody? I'm Scott Melker, also known as the Wolf of All Streets. Before we get started, please subscribe to the channel and use the liquidator to liquidate your like button. Did you miss me? My last stream was about 12 days ago with BitBoy. Uh, that was uh, two Wednesdays ago before I went away to celebrate my wife's birthday. And then... Uh, took our very sick children uh, to Universal and then couldn't go to Universal because the children were too sick and then everyone got sick and then all the people are sick and everyone at the school is sick and there's like three kids in the school because there's 400 viruses going around. If you have kids right now, I would say 99% chance that they are super sick and that you're on your way. Honestly, listen, now, uh, speaking of BitBoy, he is now down. Uh, he's basically BitBoy the bounty hunter. He is standing outside SBF's apartment with a pizza, trying to get answers. I don't know what he's going to say to SBF if he comes out. I think we all know that he's not going to come out and talk to Big Boy. But, man, you got to uh, appreciate that, uh, that level of uh, commitment and spirit to truth, I guess. Is he going to sit us and arrest him? I don't know. I don't know. There's actually a betting market now on who will go to jail first, SBF or BitBoy. But uh, BitBoy clearly on a significant redemption arc here and uh, out there doing the work for the people, right? For the people. That's not what we're going to discuss today. It's just funny that that was the last uh, stream that I did have. I could have, I feel like, been in a coma for the last 12 days. I showed up today. It was supposed to be Macro Monday. We had Macro Alpha, amazing guest, but he canceled, so he'll probably be next week. So then we were like, I guess we'll just do the news review. And then I was like, oh, my God, nothing has happened. The price is literally exactly the same as when I left. The only thing still to talk about is SBF and FTX. I guess maybe we're canceling Balenciaga for being satanic child pornographers or something. I don't know. What else is there really to talk about? Well, I guess we could talk about the price and all the price predictions, even though, as I said, we know that predictions are... You know, assholes. Everybody's got one. I think I said that already. I mean, does it matter what anyone predicts? Does it matter what the chart says right now? Does it really matter what the chart says? Or is it basically just like, let's wait and see how much more fallout there is from the FTX or what other absolute ass clown douche canoe is going to uh, go ahead and sink the market? I mean, we now have like a... Like you could field a World Cup team of 30-ish aged billionaires who 
basically got ahead of themselves. Massive egos were some combination of either just utterly incompetent or literally criminals who went ahead and just bent us over uh, after we dropped the soap, right? I mean, these guys, who we got? Joe Kwan, Suzu, Kyle Davies, SBF. I don't know, man. Link it up. We got some old guys that are older than 32. We got the Mashinskis and the Steve Ehrlichs. Of course, now everybody is blaming FTX. Like, uh, SBF was outed as a criminal and all of a sudden like all these other guys are here uh on their attempted redemption arc and i am not fucking having it suzu is literally like writing about i've told you about that but like literally like philosophical think pieces i think now he's like an asian muslim because he said something about allah and he's writing like deep think pieces about friendships recaptured and is how he's going to start a new fund. And he's starting a podcast to talk about life lessons learned. We all learned a life lesson from you. How to have fun staying poor, you dick. Kyle Davies, his partner, is literally like sharing his new paintings, like he's George Bush or some shit, sharing his new paintings and going on the mainstream media and talking about how his stops were hunted by SBF. It's a free market. Maybe you shouldn't have huntable stops on a platform where the people can see your orders. Maybe you shouldn't have put uh, everybody's money at risk in that manner. My God, man. What is even the point? What is even the point right now of discussing all of this when we don't know what shoe is going to drop next? But I guess we can go ahead and uh, talk about these price predictions. First, we have Mark Mobius Cube. Sees Bitcoin down at $10,000 in dangerous crypto market. Fund manager said he won't invest his or client, his or client cash in crypto, but uh, that doesn't stop him from having targets and opinions. I hate this stuff. It's terrible. But let me uh, go on the mainstream media because it's good for clickbait and talk about my price target for Bitcoin that I've been watching so closely, but I have no interest in because I hate it and it's the worst. He did say that the digital asset sector is here to stay simply because he was like, oh, yeah, there's a bunch of people who have big money who are invested in it, so it'll stick around. Nothing about the fact that, like, it's actually, like, a better form of money or the technology or any of that. He's just like, yeah, I know some dudes who got a lot of money in it. They're not going to let it fail. Sure. But he basically said, hey, uh, there's a dangerous thing to invest in. I think that's been proven, honestly. Like, how can you not be on the outside and be like, eh, maybe it's uh, dangerous to have all your money in crypto? There he is. Here's Crypto is here to stay as there are several investors who still have faith in it. He did say it's amazing how Bitcoin prices have held up despite the FTX fallout, but then went ahead and they shared this uh, chart right here saying why it's going down to 10,000 because of this simple head and shoulders breakout, inverse head and shoulders right here back in uh, 2020. And so that means obviously that price must be having to go back there, right? Has to, has to. I don't know, man. I have the chart here. Let's take a look. Let's take a look. Here's what they're talking about. First of all, that's the head and shoulders. Okay, that's pretty accurate. That's the March drop, major, major volume there in the head, right shoulder, uh, decreasing volume, but major volume on the breakout. That is a confirmed inverse head and shoulders breakout. But what they're neglecting is that it was like retested one, two, three, four, five weeks in a row. So like with an inverse head and shoulders, this was an epic trade, by the way. Like if you were buying at this 10,000 retest down here, Monster. That was the run all the way up to 69,000. Super sweet. 
Super sweet. God tier trading, right? But if you pull this, first of all, it's not a flat line. It's on a slight angle. Yeah, I would give you about 10,100. But there's no reason to retest an inverse head and shoulders from many years ago that was already retested on the breakout. That's the trade. You don't talk about an inverse head and shoulders and coming back to test it years later, right? Now, listen, 10,000 is a clearly a psychological level. So if you wanted to say, forgetting that, yeah, it's coming back to this area because, look, that was major resistance. Kind of the same idea without the inverse head and shoulders. 10,000 is a psychological level. But there's a lot of places to go before that, right? I mean, this is the weekly chart, of course. So clearly, clearly 13,880, this 14,000 area. That was after the bear market of 2018. That was the top in 2019 before going all the way back down below 4,000, right? That has not been retested, Right. There was a breakout here, but it did not close above. So this is technically the breakout, not a retest on this candle right here. See that? See that right there? So that's never been retested officially. So I would say 13,880 is the only level worth discussing right now if you are uh, trying. I got to block this girls18.site best adult. I'm booting the porn bot, Loon Mambo. I'm working on it, man. You know, I can multitask. I've got ADHD, but it's like I look over the comments and it's porn shit. Balenciaga apparently is child porn shit. I don't know, man. Guess I can't wear my Balenciaga hat anymore since cancel culture. The people who are anti-canceling are canceling the cancelers who are getting canceled. Anyways, but for now, we can still talk about, yes, this is a kind of this whole area right here, right? This was the top of the full ass bull trap after the all-time high back in 2017, which also coincides, we can just pull it right here to give you an exact accurate, with this low right here on that drop, right? We got all the way up to 20,000, retested it for the first time, and immediately in the same week, dropped all the way back down to the 16 level. That's where we are right now, around 16,218. This is the key level. Let's worry about that first. Then we can worry about this. Then we can worry about this. Then we can worry about this, right? It's a lot, man. It is a lot. Crucified makes the point. We don't need an adult dating site. This is crypto. We get fucked daily. Sweet. Okay. Let's look at some other predictions, though. We got uh, Bitcoin's new worst case scenario puts Bitcoin bear market bottom near 6K. Ow. Bitcoin capitulation action could send Bitcoin price back to an area double the 2018 bear market bottom. Cool. Says decent traders. Phil, Phil, I like him. He's cool, dude. So I, I, I mean, yeah. So look. Like, if if we break 10, we all know that we don't need to talk about that yet, right? We all know that this area, see the lows here? Like We basically were in the 6,000s forever if you were here in 2018. It was like all of 2018, right? And it was retested here. So, yeah, I mean, this whole area is not uh, phallic. It's support. Maybe we can go down all there. And of course, then we got uh, this guy, Rich Dad, Poor Dad author, will be excited when Bitcoin falls to this price level in this FTX fiasco. Always a doomer, always lowering his targets, but he says 10,000 to 12,000. Here's what he said. Bitcoin, worried? No. I'm a Bitcoin investor as I am an investor in physical gold, silver, and real estate. I am not a trader or flipper. Not a dolphin. When Bitcoin hits new bottom, 10K, 12K, question mark? I will get excited, not worried. I bet against the Fed, Treasury, Biden, and bet on GS and Bitcoin. That's not Goldman Sachs. That's gold and silver. Yeah, so it could be uh, 10,000. Basically, I think it's clear. Nobody knows shit, 
right? Let's take a look at the Bitcoin daily while we're at it, uh, because I'm also a person who doesn't know shit. But you'll see that for four days here before that little tiny baby drop yesterday, Bitcoin literally like topped at 16.7, bottomed at 16.3. And that was it for four days, $400 over the holiday weekend. So yeah, it's nice to talk about how we're not correlated, whatever, but clearly it's a bunch of Americans who got fat on turkey were not showing up at their computer screens. They were eating that pumpkin pie and nobody was training. So $400 range for four dollars. Really exciting. Really exciting. And Loon Mambo says superb multitasking. Yeah, I'm good at it. Uh, Nicholas Calderon would like you to know that volume profile helps show where the cheddar is stacked at. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Borat, but what is this? It's cheese. What is this? Cheese. Uh, I think it's stacked in the cheese aisle. I mean, we probably have. I pro- Let me see something real quick. Let me see something. Uh, I should have a VPVR. Here, you want to see where the volume is stacked at? Let's uh, bring up that VPVR, bro. I'll do it. We can do it. We can do it. Uh, clearly, uh, yeah. I mean, we got heavy volume up in the 20s. Uh, and right now we're in one of these heavy volume nodes, but that is a jacked up looking at VPVR right now. And obviously if we get up in here, it's going to be doom town, right? But, uh, 90, uh, let me see. Uh, they're basically right here. 21,000 is the, uh, is the, uh, midline for that VPVR. I don't want to use VPVR. Why am I even doing this? Don't I'm paying, not paying attention to your silly comments anymore. People, my God. Anyways, so that's what we got. We got a whole lot of uh, people making grand predictions. And the reality is, let's see if any other companies fail, man. Yeah, let's see. Michael Otis points out that FTX collapse week, Bitcoin had its highest, week, highest weekly volume ever, higher than March 2020 at 4x the price. We can check that for, uh, I don't see that. Not on Bitstamp at least, maybe, uh, but Bitstamp, yeah, this was the weekly volume. All the way down here, look back here. But Bitstamp was more popular back then. But if you're looking at COVID, I mean, that was monstrously bigger. Now, I'm not looking at aggregated. This is simply on uh, Bitstamp. So hard to tell. But I don't see that right now. I can't see that. Don't see it. Might be true. Coinbase. Okay. Let's do something. Let's see. I'm not saying I don't believe you. But hey, it's worth uh, bringing up, right? BTC, USD, Coinbase. I can't look at this chart when it's uh, in the wrong colors. Color theme, Scott Gray, that's what I call it. Uh, I don't know, let's pull up this one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Weekly, we did a lot here, a lot of of effort here. Yeah, on Coinbase, uh, it was marginally higher but was actually the highest week ever on Coinbase. It is correct. Uh, but I do not see that as a, a, oh, highest volume ever at 4X the price. Okay, that's a fair assessment. This was the volume candle right there. This was higher. Cool. I'll take it. I'll take it. Hey, give me them sweet hits of hopium. Let's move on with the news, though, because we got more news. It's supposed to be Macro Monday, but we're not doing that. We're going to talk about the news. And I'm not going to review all the news that was like 10 days old. Crypto startup MoonPay hires time president to lead its enterprise business. I didn't know that there was a president of time, but I would like to petition him to slow it down because I'm getting old really fast. Now we're talking about Time Magazine, obviously. 
Uh, and Time Magazine has been on the forefront as a result of Keith Grossman's efforts. This guy's name is Keith Grossman. Uh, on their NFT and, and all, all their things and using cryptocurrency and blockchain. Well, now he's moving over to MoonPay, which is a, you know, payment, payment, buy, buy, sell, crypto, simply, easily, the same pitch as everyone else. Uh, but cool, cool. I guess uh, it's newsworthy that a dude got a job. Job, got a job. Yeah, Brian Eiler, uh, since we can't do macro Monday, we will do macaroni Monday. He think he a mac- macaroni. That's from the movie Friday. It's a quote. Yeah. Anyway, dude, I don't care about that guy. Ether drops as whale moves 73K ETH to Binance. It's not that much ETH. That's $85 million. That's like not even like, that's a fraction of daily trading volume. Eh, whatever. On-chain researcher, look on-chain. No, do it. Look, look, look on the chain. I'm looking on the chain, but it's directly into my camera. Warned of selling pressure in Ether after a whale moved large amounts of the cryptocurrency to Binance. What I do find newsworthy somewhat in this is that, according to Look on Chain, the address that moved over 73,000 ETH to Binance was the one that pulled out 84,131 ETH from the decentralized exchange curve staked ETH death. STETH, ether liquidity pulled it last week. So this dude actually has a brain in his head and is uh, probably concerned about having, I don't know, like $85 million uh, sitting in a sitting in a staked lending pool or whatever and is pulling it out and likely to sell it because anytime apparently someone sends coins to an exchange, they sell it. And the price went down like hugely bigly, right? I mean, it's, uh, no, it went out. This is it. There it is. You may remember I, I bought it twelve eighty four. I'm still sitting in that, you know. Uh, but that's now resistance right now. When you look at this Ethereum chart, we are in a huge area of demand right here that's barely been tapped a couple times. Hasn't even gotten down to the center of that. But right now, uh, I, you know, we we can start talking about what's going to happen with these prices if it breaks below like a thousand. Otherwise, I don't know. But people are rightfully pointing out that on the Bitcoin chart and on uh, this chart. You know, let's make that blue for differentiation. We definitely have a bit of a uh, descending triangle kind of vibe going on, right? I mean, it's pretty clear. Hard hard not to see that, right? And so that doesn't mean it'll break down. Patterns are only ideas. But if we break below 1,073, that's when you get concerned, right? A descending triangle, the idea is that you're going to get this bouncing ball, right? Every time the ball bounces, it goes lower, and then it eventually breaks. Although let's do it. It would be more like this, right? Because you would break, retest, and then come down. And if that is a thing that's worth discussing, guys, I'm making this shit up as I go, right? I hadn't looked at this, but it's cool. Cool. You know, this is the depth of the triangle. And so, yeah, that would give us a target right back to those kind of 800, mid 800s lows from uh, earlier in the year. That makes sense. Not saying it's going to happen. This could just break up and we could all uh, have a party. We could go full eyes wide shut, Fidelio, You've seen Eyes Wide Shut, right? It's not weird. That's how I sort of imagine SBF's life, but with ugly people. Um, Moving on from Ethereum, centralized crypto exchanges will remain dominant despite FTX collapse, says JP Morgan. JP Morgan, who apparently hates cryptocurrency, Jamie Dimon said he would fire anyone who traded it, and it's a Ponzi, and it's a fraud, and also, I don't know, they just like 
copyrighted the name for their new cryptocurrency wallet and are constantly talking about it and have their own private blockchain. I don't know, man. Uh, Loon Mambo wants to know if I played soccer football. No, yes. I was the best 12-year-old footballer in my town. And by 14, I was terrible because I was little and I didn't pull, I quit. But I was very good when I was 12. Played on the like uh, 16 and under traveling team and all that. Yes, but I haven't played since. Centralized crypto exchanges will remain dominant. Yeah, I think we all agree with that, right? I think that a lot of people in crypto are like, this proves the need for decentralized exchanges and for decentralized. And that's all true. We all want decentralization, but let's be real. Grandma is not opening a MetaMask wallet and going to figure out Uniswap. And also, like, there's a lot of exploits in DeFi still. So it's not like you would want to put all your money there either. You want to self-custody, right? And then you can start using decentralized exchanges. But for now, their point is they're, they're too complicated. There's exploits. It's just not that easy to understand. There's no order books on a lot of them. All those obvious things. But their point that centralized exchanges will still dominate, I agree. I agree. I think in our echo chamber... Most people will be like, well, fuck, uh, centralized exchanges. I'm getting my coins off here. I agree for the crypto native people. But with real mainstream adoption, I don't think your average person who comes to crypto is going to jump into DEXs. Uh, I don't think they're going to jump into DEXs. Yeah. Loon Mambo says, I look fast. I I was, I mean, I don't know how fast I am now. I haven't uh, gotten my body to full speed in probably 30 years, I would imagine. But my tennis coach, they used to call me Milk the Stealth. Because there was no ball that I could not get to. Quick. I'm quick. I wouldn't say I'm fast. It's a quick. Quick. Yeah. So I agree with JP Morgan here that centralized crypto exchanges remain dominant. Just a matter of which ones. Now we got a whole lot of Binance news. Binance moves $2 billion of Bitcoin as part of reserves audit, right? They moved 127351 Bitcoin. And people were like, holy shit. Someone's got billions of dollars on Bit Binance and they're moving it. It was Binance, right? Saying that they need to do this for their, uh, as part of the audit for their proof of reserves, right? What they got to do is, here's what, here's what CZ said. I'll just give you his quote. This is part of the proof of reserve audit. The auditor requires us to send a specific amount to ourselves to show we control the wallet. Makes sense, right? And the rest goes to a change address, which is a new address. He added the exchange has rotated the funds to a new address in its control. Right. I don't have it here, but I, Jesse Powell from Kraken kind of freaked out about this. And he was like, yeah, proof of reserves is nonsense. Merkel tree, which should be rebranded. Melker tree, obviously. Merkel trees are a bit nonsensical because you don't know the liabilities. Just knowing the assets does not show the liabilities. I've pointed this out before and I've had other people on the show. Customer assets are not reserve assets for an exchange. They're liabilities. You owe that money back to the customer. That shouldn't even be included in touch. But either way, it is very inspiring to see this level of attempted transparency. I feel like they're doing their best and there's nothing sinister here. But also, also, you guys may have seen that uh, they're coming in for the bailout. The Industry Recovery Initiative led by Binance here. They're joined by Jump Crypto, Polygon Ventures, Aptos Labs, Animoca Branch, GSR, Kronos, and Brooker Group and others. Basically, they put a billion dollars and they put it in a transparent wallet. You can find that. I shared that wallet address in the newsletter today, by the way, which is free, the newsletter, right? And basically, they're just gonna like come up in here and start bailing shit out, right? 
So the cool story is now there's a billion and they're saying it could go up to 2 billion here to bail out struggling companies, not bad companies. He said, if you're bad, you should die and be replaced by good ones. But struggling companies, that's cool. The part that got me a little bit uh, shook was that 150 projects and companies immediately, immediately applied to be bailed out. That should show you just how bad the situation is right now. It's not great. 150 of them, right? Also, like, listen, I think that uh, this is great, but didn't we just go through like a situation with a guy who had billions of dollars and said he would give billions to bail out struggling companies because it would be good for the ecosystem? And oh my God, it was SBF and we're all dead. I don't think that's the case here. I do not think there's anything sinister, but like, I don't know, man, hard not to be triggered by uh, big bailout funds from billionaires. Yikes. And finally, yeah, here it is. Binance pledges up to $2 billion to bail out distressed crypto firms as FTX contagion spreads. I can feel the contagion. It's all over me. It's all over me. It's everywhere. And in fact, like, I think FTX collapse is probably the reason that my kids got sick and I couldn't go to Universal Studios with them. What I could do, though, is sleep on a pull-out couch in a hotel in Orlando with my son sleeping directly onto my face and literally fleming his germs directly into my mouth and nose, no filter. Parenting is some shit, man. It's some shit. They're like, I don't know if you saw this, but they're literally closing down schools now in the United States for flu and RSV because those are so bad. Shut it down. Yeah. Cloud Casino says, holy crap, 150 projects. I'm sure that's higher by now. Yeah. They got the new FTX variant. Rare, but becoming more common. I think the FTX variant is going to be the uh, dominant variant in the coming days, for sure. Matt A says, parenting, it sucks. No, parenting is a blessing. How dare you? How dare you? Little angels. Perfection. And finally, in the last piece of news, Jihan Wu's crypto lender matrix port looks to raise $100 million at $1.5 billion valuation. Celsius, dead. Voyager, dead. Everyone, dead. Matrix port out here just like, yeah, we'll lend you some shit, and we're going to raise another $100 million. And what's uh, more interesting, they've already raised $50 million of that $100 million, and this is, makes them yet a unicorn twice over because their last round valued them at $1 billion. You guys know Jihan Wu, uh, who has me blocked on Twitter not salty i'm just saying went to look and there i was blocked i went to like look him up some information on this i was blocked block me guess he didn't like my face but uh yeah he's the guy who bit main miner absolute legend billionaire in the crypto space and matrix port uh i know their team i met them they're cool uh they're still out here raising money and successfully lending so interesting to see it's not everyone. Everyone's not dead yet. Everyone's not dead yet. Chuck says to take your vitamin D. <sighs> vitamin D. Nah. That's actually all the news I've got for today. All the news. Like I said, we we're going to have Macro Alf, and he canceled like 20 minutes before. Sensing some salt. I'm not salty, man. People block people. I just don't know. I've never interacted with the dude. Just means he literally saw something I said and didn't like it. Maybe I, you know what? I used to be a bit of a troll. So maybe I said something mean in the past. I don't really know. 
Yeah, man, the salt mines on uh, crypto Twitter are wide open. What do you guys think of uh, BitBoy's trip to the Bahamas? Like, he was like, my wife let me do it. My wife wouldn't let me do that shit. I'm not saying that, like, I make my decisions based on what my wife tells me, but I, I am saying that I would uh, not be viewed favorably if I just, like, left her with all the kids to do all the stuff so that I could, like, do social media outside SBF's apartment. I'm glad he's doing it. Just glad it's not me. Glad it is not me. Scott, have you ever tried staking Dot on Ledger? No, because I was too busy staking Dot on Voyager, Drusified. Thank you for reminding me. It's great. I don't own Dot anymore. Um, Christopher says Chicago could use some of that salt for the roads. That road salt. Yeah, you need that road salt. Chuck, uh, Chuck says it's a boondoggle, which means you're a boomer. Because nobody uses that word anymore, but I, I respect it. I, you probably say, all the hijinks and halibahoo of these kids. I'd be on the beach rather than looking for SPF, to be honest. Maybe he's just on, like, maybe he's just on vacation and like pops over there every once in a while to make a video. Um, exaggerated, looking for troubles. He's fighting against SPF, Kevin O'Leary, Solana Chain. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's after it right now. He's after it, man. It's like Kevin O'Leary's a murderer. I saw that shit. Courtney, what's up? Much love. Happy I was able to catch a stream. We're happy that you're here. Thank you. Would you ever buy back into DOT? Yeah, probably. Right now, honestly, man, I'm not, you know, with the liquidity tied up, I'm just, I keep doing my little Bitcoin dollar cost averaging ETH and stuff, but I'm not doing much. Yeah, Josie was also had his coins on Voyager as well. Yeah, dude, pain train. Oh, I know, Joe, I can tell by your sneaker avatar that you're the Joe... We kicked it at uh, Consensus, right? It was at Consensus the last day. We compared sneakers, hung out. Nice to see you, man. Good guy. Thanks for having me. Uh, are you going to join the SBF hunt, Scott? No, I'm going to um, go about my my life uh, as if he doesn't exist. Yeah. Surprised you had him on, actually. Why? BitBoy, listen, he said a lot of things that were right, and I wanted to hear them. I wanted to hear them. People were very mad that I had BitBoy on the show. Some people were very excited. He has a huge fan base, obviously. Arguably the biggest in crypto, no matter what you want to say about it. The metrics kind of prove that. Um, but, uh, I mean, the guy was right. He pointed out a lot of things that were true. And so I wanted to hear it for myself and ask the questions. So we did that. Any new Jordan Scott? Yeah, I, I got a couple couple things out there. Trying to get those Amamanier uh fours, which are sick, but I did get those new the new black fours. I bought Emmy some kicks. Yeah. What do we think of Solana Scott? Right now I'm waiting for the uh I'm just really waiting for the dust to settle to figure out what I think about Solana. I mean, like I, you know, we can look at charts, but like what's the point, really? Mm. No, no point. I think I think a lot of uh, coins right now do. I mean, let's take a look at Solana really quick. We can do that. But I can t not because it's that. But I want to show you that I am seeing a lot of. We had talked about this descending triangle, by the way. Never really put in another base, but you could draw the base sort of here, uh, and that that actually came right down to its target, honestly, um, which is this long term support right here. So listen, if you believe Solana is going to be fine, this is a, this is this is pretty reasonable place but we are seeing a lot of these potential sort of inverse head and shoulders printing right major volume bit of a spike on the head 
So it would be kind of the neckline would be kind of here. So you'd be looking for one of these, maybe back up to 25 bucks, even if uh, things continue down. It doesn't look terrible. doesn't look terrible. When Bitman, is that a person? Is that BitBoy's dad? Scott, did you lose uh, assets on FTX? So I, when I, sadly, uh, a little bit, but when I went from, uh, not really is the, is the thing. I got out just in time, but I was there. Uh, Voyager uh, collapsed. I needed another off ramp. So, hey, FTX US is safe, right? So I was using FTX US, but just as a pass through, not holding anything there. Like if I, Made some money, I'd send it there out to my bank account. And like the last days, I got basically everything out except for a very, very tiny last transfer, which uh, was stuck for like five days. I am still holding my Star Atlas. Yes. Yes. No, I did not say bitch boy. Uh, Celsius has my big fat bag, those dicks holes. I think you meant to say dick holes, but I, the sentiment is still there. Yeah. I feel if this scumbag calling 10K then won't get there. Listen, there's too many. You can't just like counter trade every dude with an opinion. Whatever, man. Yeah, Scott Algo thoughts. Not really, but I know that Drusified wants to see it. So I'll bring it up real quick. It's got in a little head and shoulders or something. Let's see. No, it doesn't in this case. Uh, Algo was looking kind of had some relative strength up there and now, no, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't want to see it below 0.2261, which is this super, super local support right here. Um, yeah, this whole area right here, key support 2241 is the lows from that drop there. So yeah, I mean, I think a lot of these are at support. Doesn't mean they'll hold it. I have an AVAX chart open here. Don't even know why. But there you go. There's that inverse head and shoulders forming right there, right? Kind of on all of them. A lot of it. A lot of it going on. Um, with BlockFi bankruptcy coming along, 13K seems super realistic. 10K is max paint. Yeah, maybe, but like everybody knows Block, BlockFi is going to go bankrupt. The question is what happens to all of these assets? The good news about FTX is that the Bitcoin ain't there. There's nothing to sell off and liquidate to make us uh, poor. Right? Cool. Uh, yeah, that's basically all I got. It's basically all I got. We'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be a trading day. You know, we'll look at more charts and talk to trading people who do trading things. You can see, like, guys, like, we're not really doing, like, See that? My daily newsletter is free. Subscribe. It's free. Literally, subscribe. It's free. All you got to do is just hit the subscribe thing to the newsletter. Newsletter is great. I love it. It's great. I write it five days a week. It's exhausting, man. But I did take last week off, so that was a bit of a relief. At least I took four days off last week. Yeah. You guys should join the newsletter. I'm sponsored by myself, as you can see at this point. Right? In case you were wondering, my business is also operating in a major deficit. I don't make money. I just show up for fun now and pay people. I'll keep doing it, though, because I want to be here. Yeah. But is it free? Yes, it's free. Yes, it's free. <clears throat> it's free, Scott. Have you heard about the corn kid? No, is that like BitBoy's cousin, the corn kid? I'm sponsored by Tiger Woods Golf. That's right. My golf game went to the shitter too, man. 
went to the shitter uh like two weeks ago i played with a bunch of my friends i don't know if you guys golf but like i literally i had you can see i'm not flicking you off but this finger is like twice as fat as this finger and my pinkies as well you see how fucked up this pinky is you see that Basically, I took this one bad swing a couple of weeks ago and all hell broke loose on my hands. I like dislocated all my fingers and haven't been able to hold a club right. And so my game just went to shit. I played with my friends. I couldn't even hit the ball in the air. It was so embarrassing. But then I went to play uh, when I was with Emmy in Mexico last weekend at Banyan Tree Mayacoba, which was like it's the only Latin American course, I believe, where they have a PGA Tour event. And holy God, it was gorgeous. And I stepped my game up there. We balled. We balled a little hard. Yeah, my fingers are fucked up, man. I have skinny fingers anyways, and it makes them real weird. It's not Tiger Woods. It's the wolf. Jeff's an architect. He knows things. Be the ball, Danny. No, 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 no. It's incredible. You missed just that one. So who? So let's dance. Any way you want. That's the way you need it. Caddyshack, guys. You won't get no Coke. Caddyshack is one of the most quotable movies of all time. It's amazing. And everybody should quote it all the time. Don't sell yourself short, Judge. You're a tremendous slouch. Pool, pond, pond would probably be better for you. I got it. I can go all day. The Caddyshack quotes. Yeah, golf movies. It's the greatest golf movie of all time, obviously. Anyways, guys, that is seriously. I Come on. Nobody wants to hear this shit. I'll be back tomorrow. It's going to be great. Uh, we'll probably, I don't know, talk about how all the charts no longer have inverse head and shoulders and look bad so that I can look like a stupid person. Glad to be back. See you tomorrow. Peace. Let's go.